Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Business Ready for Business with me, Terry Agororo. Uh Today's episode is going to be about something that's actually really quite close to my heart um, and less than a handful of people actually know this about me or know that I went through this. Um, most people always see me and they always see me upbeat and they always look at me like, man, how comes you're always so so ready? How comes you're always ready for action? How comes you're always so positive? Like, nothing ever phases you. I don't see you angry. I don't see you sad. You're always optimistic. You're always happy and stuff. And that is me, like, 95% of the time. Um, but I'm going to talk about a time when, although when people saw me, I was cool. In private, I really wasn't cool. And I was going through some really, really challenging stuff when it came to Inventory Club. Um, in hindsight, I can actually say confidently that I was probably experiencing a breakdown, a mental breakdown, and probably some form of depression. I didn't get myself diagnosed. It's just my self-diagnosis. All I know is that I wasn't my normal self during this period of time. And also, in hindsight, I'm able to look back and say, you know what? All of the years of my personal development training, all of my, my mental training, my positivity training, all of that stuff played a massive part in enabling me to actually get through this really tough period. And this happened actually towards the end of 2018 and the beginning part of 2019. And it all really stemmed from the fact that I had um, managed to raise or secure funds from Chinese investors for Inventory Club. They purchased some of our tokens and we signed a deal um, where they agreed to take $3.5 million worth of the tokens. They'd pay a deposit, and upon me meeting certain milestones, i.e. delivering the platform, they'd give me the balance. And I just focused all of my energy on delivering the platform. Like, I had a team of, like, 23, and I'd say of that 23, uh, 18 were developers or in the tech space. Like, we went very, very hard on making sure that we were going to deliver that platform on time and within the budget. So I diverted all of our resources to doing that. And, you know, we had we had enough funds to to deliver what we said we were going to deliver in the time frame. So now what happened is the market started getting a bit wobbly and stuff, but I didn't think it would affect me because I'd already had a contract signed. And, you know, as long as I delivered what I said I'd deliver, we'd received the balance so much so that I actually met another investor who offered to put in 10 million dollars the 10 million pounds I think it was into the business for some for some equity and I declined it I said I don't need your money I said why would I give you a share of my company when I just raised 3.5 million and I still own 100% of the company and they looked at me like, boy, well, it makes sense. And I was like, yeah. Like, I was very, very, very confident in our position and more so that I'd already mapped out a plan on what we would do once we'd received the balance and how we'd, we'd use it to take ourselves to the next level. Well, long story short, as it got to the point of me delivering, um, I had another, you know, I was used to stay in contact with these investors a lot, so they wanted me to give them an update. I said, yep, no problem. They asked me to fly over to China, so I did. So I flew into China and basically presented everything that we'd done and they deliberated a bit. And then they 
kind of just said, well, unfortunately, we can't give you no extra money. Like, we're out of cash. The market's kind of dry. So we can't actually give you any money. I looked at them like, I don't understand what you're saying to me. And I said to them, they said, like, you know, what's the next steps? And I said, well, the next steps is really about marketing what we've done and, and using, you know, using the funds to keep the team going so we can build the later on feet, the additional features and also market um, market the platform, like really bring it to market because about 90, 90 to 95% of the projects at the time were just smoke and screens, just bare hype. Bare hype, but no substance behind it. And I say that with, I say that with confidence that we were probably and still are one of the only companies who've actually built something that works. We just haven't managed to get the type of mm, attention that we need. And we hadn't raised... Well, we did raise, but we didn't have the funds to actually do that part. We used the money to build out the platform. So I'm there with them now and I've just said to them, look, you know, I understand that things are tight at the moment. Just give me enough money so at least I can do the market inside of things. They basically looked at me in my face and said, well, we can't do anything for you. We're going to pray for you. We're going to pray that you make this business work. I looked at them like, you're going to pray for me. I said, look, I don't need a prayer right now. I just flown halfway across the world to present this thing to you. I don't need you to tell me you're going to pray for me. I didn't come here for a pat on the back. I came here to collect the balance of our agreement. And every time I said, look, you guys owe me some money. Like, what are we going to do? Um, long and short, they sent me back to London with no money in the pockets. I was like, okay. And so I got back and I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? We still had a bit of cash available uh, and I was able to keep the full team for like another two months. And then kind of had to just say to everybody look you know what this is the position we're out of cash they didn't pay out the balance so I've got to work on some other things and try and figure out how to keep this going um, meanwhile we had some crazy overheads like our server costs were more than certain people's mortgages and stuff like that these are all, these are all of these burdens now became oh not even burdens all these business costs became my business costs and at first I was okay dealing with it um, I started liquidating a few things that I had around me to make sure I can keep the bills going and keep 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 the company going because the most important thing for me was making sure and is the most important thing was and still is making sure that Inventory Club gets to deliver on the mission that it's set out to do. So I had to just make some executive decisions, uh, shut down the office, disperse some of the team. People started working remotely. Um, people took deferred payments, um, different things like that, and managed to keep my team together and reduce the costs. But the cost didn't reduce that much. They were still sky high. So I was still finding ways to maintain that. Um, and at the same time, I had pressure from other token holders who, um, who, were, who were wondering, like, you know, we thought this thing was going to, like, go to the moon. And now it's just like, it hasn't gone to the moon. The market was down anyway. And we didn't receive the rest of the funds that we needed to actually put in for our own marketing efforts. Um, and so the pressure was on them there. And then, you know, I was getting all sorts of different types of threats. I had threats on, you know, we're going to threaten, get somebody to do something to you. It was all sorts of crazy stuff. So threats on physical threats and threats on, okay, well, we're going to kill you on social media. We're going to absolutely annihilate you on social media because you're a scam and this, that. I'm like, look... I'm still here, I'm still putting in the work. No matter what happens, even if everyone goes, I'm still here, I'm still putting on the work. So at that time, 
I was also um, I was also smoking weed, and then it started doing some different stuff to me because when you smoke weed, it helps. It, it opens up your mind. Um, but the thing is, it opens up your mind in both ways, positive and negative. So if you're in a good space, then you know you're gonna have a lot of positive force, and you go all the way to the right. But if you're in a bad place, it opens up the negative side, and it goes all the way to the left. And I didn't realize this at the time, and it just started digging me into this really deep, deep hole. And I was thinking of all the worst possible case scenarios and stuff like that. And all I wanted to do was just see this thing that I'd create get to where it's supposed to get, get to the people that needed it the most. They can start helping people. Like it wasn't about the money. I just didn't really care about the money. I just wanted to see this creation that was in my mind that I'd managed to turn into a physical creation actually get to market and get people using it. And I just find my, I just found myself spiraling deeper and deeper. But the thing about the, the, the depth of where I was going, it was a place that only I could go to. So uh, when I would see people in the daytime, I'd still be normal because I'm, I'm constantly figuring out, okay, what's my solution? How am I going to move? And I realized at that point, like, there was actually really even nobody that could actually come to the rescue. Like, there was no one, you know. Um, my mum helped me out. Um, I've got other businesses. So those were also providing helping hands. And, you know, but Dan helped me out. Like, But ultimately, it wasn't enough to, to really keep the business going, solve the problem, bring to market. And that, that whole idea of I'd let people down started to really, really chew me up. I was like, oh my gosh, people believed in me, people put their faith in me, and this is what I've done. And, you know, I, I just sat down and said, what would I have done differently? And I really started to go back and in retrospect and look at all these different things. And man, it was just not, not a good place for me. Like a few times I broke down, I was like, fuck, you know, I cried and my my tears were more that, look, I need to make this happen. I need to find a solution. I need to find a way forward. And, you know, every night I'd, I'd, I'd smoke some weed. Then afterwards it was like, not night, not just night, then it was night and day, day and night, then night, midday and night. And, you know, it, it, just, it was this place of escapism. And I said to myself, hold on, T, what the hell are you doing? You actually, you are actually really smoking like this to escape and escape my reality and take myself into a whole new reality that wasn't mine, that was deep and dark and it wasn't actually helping me. So I think like every, like I, I, I don't even know what happened. I think I picked up, that's why I actually picked up a book that I wrote a few years prior called Motivate 140. And the idea behind that book was really about helping to shift my mindset. So when I picked the book up, I flicked it a few times and it started to do something to me and it started to remind me of who I was and what I was capable of doing. And then, you know, I sat down and I felt like, hold on, T, you're smoking way too much weed and it's not helping you. And I kind of just said to myself, you know what? You need to cut this out and you need to really figure out how you're going to solve this problem. And the moment... The very moment I said to myself, I am not smoking no more, was the first shift in my mindset. Well, actually, it was the second shift. The first shift was from the book Motivate 140. Like, that really, really, really helped me. And it didn't, it didn't even take me long. It literally, I flicked about a few pages, and it just reminded me instantly who I was, what I was about. The second shift was when I said, okay, I ain't even smoking no more. And after that, all the right ideas started coming to my mind. I found a way to really move the thing forward, how to cut down the cost, 
keep it nimble, keep my whole team on board, and I still have my team on board, and we're still working on Inventory Club daily. For the last, coming up to two years, we have met every single week to discuss the progress. We work on the plans. I'm a technologist, so I'm very much involved in the technology side of it. Looking at the, the what we should be doing marketing-wise, since then I've managed to connect with farmers in, in Africa. Now we've, we've got about 100,000 farmers ready to use the platform. So before we, we built the platform, the platform was really focused on footwear. And that was a challenge because I found that I didn't have no direct links or direct access to market. I did potentially have some, but they said, look, we can't really help you. Um, so I had to now kind of figure out how I was going to do it. So when we switched our platform from footwear to agriculture, everything changed. The offers started coming in. So the problems I had in the first place became different problems. Now I had people saying to me, they want to run $7.5 million worth of oil through the platform. I had someone else trying to, you know, trying to broker gold deals through the platform. Like I've had crazy deals trying to broker through the platform. And like I said, now I've got about roughly about 100,000 farmers who are ready to start using the platform Collectively, they've got about $11 million worth of agricultural produce ready to put through the platform. And when I sit back and I look at it and I said, wow, you couldn't see or get to any of this when you was in a low state, a low frequency. Your mind was wrong. You were in a very, very bad place and you were not able to attract the solutions that you needed. The moment I switched back to my, my, my stronger state, my power state, and back into my most positive being and who I am, the idea started to come right. I started figuring out how to repurpose the platform. As soon as I put it to the team, they were all game, and we've been working on switching up the platform for the last four or five months. Technology is one of these things that even though you think of making a simple change, actually the ripple effect is quite big, so it takes a bit longer. Um, so yeah, man, I just thought like I wanted to just share this journey like look this thing is not easy like when people think oh you're so lucky oh it's easy there's nothing easy about doing this you know like this whole thing absolutely like this inventory club and crypto and this whole thing it absolutely almost ruined me um but i think that because i had the like the brain is a muscle and like any other muscle it's got memory and i think the moment i just picked up that book something clicked and it just reminded me like look you have got where it takes to overcome this challenge and take yourself to the next level and put yourself in the right position. And so far, since I switched up, things are so different for me now. Like very, very different. I'm feeling powerful. I'm feeling ready for action. Like, And the opportunities that are presenting themselves are a whole new kettle of fish. Like I'm excited about what the future holds. And... um. I'm going to keep you posting on what's happening on Inventory Club, but most importantly, I just wanted to share. That's wanted to share. I just thought I needed to get this off my chest. That look, I went into a dark place, and and what I was consuming at the time didn't help me. And when I hear a lot of people talking about like mental illness, look, it's really, really real. Like I didn't understand it before, to be honest. Um, I really didn't understand it, but now I fully get it because I've been into a place where it's not, it's somewhere I'm, I know I'm never going to go there again because I've been there and I'm like, I'm never going to go there again. I'm never going to allow myself to go there again. I know what I'm capable of, so I know I'm not going to put myself in that position again. I know how to make sure I keep my mind healthy 
and focus on the right things. And what a lot of people don't realize about focus is that if we take a if we take a theater for instance, and the theater has and there's an and there's a there's a actor on the stage, an actor's performing and there's a spotlight. The whole stage is black, but the spotlight is on the actor. Right now we're we're focusing on the actor. And we're also focusing on what the actor's doing. So we're focusing on the actor, the voice, and the spotlight. But the moment we shift that, if they shift the spotlight to another part of the stage where nothing's really happening, but the actor, you can still hear the actor, you're listening to the actor, but you're focusing on the spotlight because you can't see the actor. And when, when that happens, everything you do is all on that focal point. And I found that where I was focusing on the negative side and the bad side of what was happening, I couldn't see the solutions that I was looking for. And then, you know, I heightened it with, you know, all of the stuff that I was doing. And now it really made me go deeper, deeper and deeper into focusing on the wrong side of the equation. Now that I'm focusing on the right side of the equation, I can't see that side anymore. And any of that noise that comes my way, I start to know how to block it out. Another thing that actually really contributed to the whole feeling of everything was having to have self-control. Like, there were so many times when I could have just gone off on one and just really reverted back to a previous version of myself. And it was just like, no, you've got to focus on the bigger picture here. Like... There is nothing more important than making sure that this mission is seen out and you deliver on what you said you was going to deliver. Like, everything else is noise. And I'm telling you, it was so fucking frustrating having to keep myself in check, having to just like, look, you know what? It's not worth it. And really having to just hold every part of me back from destroying everything I'd already built. And that made this... This, this whole period in time, this whole experience, even more challenging that, you know, you have to you have to absolutely showcase a whole new level of self-control. And boy, I pat myself on the back for it because I'm like, okay, you've managed to pass that test. And I find that every so often, like life will throw some stuff at me and challenge me to see, are you really ready to go to the place that you said you wanted to go to. Let me see if you're ready. Let me throw some stuff at you and let's see how well you handle it, you know? And are you going to take ownership of everything? And it's like, man, they fucking challenged me, like, you know? And I don't, I don't, I don't swear that often, but this is, this is, the, this, this, this subject here, this is worth throwing a few fuckings in, you get me? Because it was mad. It was really mad and, you know, I think it's really important to also acknowledge when you yourself is being pulled out of yourself, but you have the, you have, you still have a certain type of strength that enables you to take you to, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but look, all I know is that you have to have immense self-control to overcome the challenges that are going to come your way when you're trying to do something worth doing. Yeah, I mean, you really have to, like in your, in your lowest state, be able to really still see the bigger picture. And I've said it before, like success is easier when you know where you're going. So, and, and that, that couldn't ring louder for me now. And I suppose even at the time, so as I was saying before, about all of the previous training I'd done, you know, 
the book I wrote, Think Like an Entrepreneur and Grow Rich, I wrote that book as my own personal guide. I think the the training that I that I executed through that book and my other book, Motivate One Forty, these two these two tools helped me help navigate me through this thing and recognize that listen, you're gonna have to do some stuff that you might not want to do. You're gonna have to make decisions that might go against what you consider to be your nature, but then you have to realize that you've outgrown who you were before and you're now stepping into the new you. And if you want to step into this new you, this new version of you, this version of you that's going to enable you to go to the places that you really want to go to, then you have to let go of some things that are not you no more. And that was also challenging. Like I found myself in some serious conflicting battles internally like am I really gonna allow that to happen am I really gonna take that am I really gonna do that is it really gonna and every answer every single time was like this is way bigger than you your ego your pride anything like that this is about delivering something that's actually going to impact some lives you know as many lives as possible this is about your life's work so yeah you are going to sit down shut up do nothing. You are going to take it on the chin. You are going to have to figure out how to solve this problem. You are going to have to figure out new routes. You are going to have to figure out how to, you know, fix the the, the damages that's been done. You are going to have to figure out how to do all of this with the little bit that you have. And so I did. And, you know, I'm 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 grateful and I feel like you know, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to overcome those challenges. There's going to be more challenges as we continue to press on. But I think if you're going to do anything great and there ain't challenges, that means I don't think you've gone, I don't think you've pushed yourself far enough. I don't think you've seen, I don't think you've gone to the height of your greatness just yet because anybody who's going to do anything great is going to get challenged. And if you overcome those challenges, on the other side of that challenge is some serious, serious, serious wonderful times moments and success so i'm just like saying like you know if you are going through any sort of challenges mentally like it's really important that you find firstly speak to people i mean i don't think i really really spoke to people too much i mean i spoke to my wife about it i spoke to my to my best friend about it i didn't go too far beyond that because i didn't even understand it i didn't even know i was going through it like i said at the beginning this is more a reflective thing to say, oh shit, you was really going through this, bro. You know what I mean? And now on the other side, I'm like, okay, I get it now. But the thing is this, don't wait till you have a, a crisis or a breakdown to train your brain, like to train your mind. To, to Like people look at me as, oh, Mr. Positivity. Yeah, Mr. I love being Mr. Positivity. I hate being in a state of low energy and negativity and stuff like that, it doesn't make me feel good. It's never made me feel good. So when I go into that state, it absolutely really shatters me and makes me tired and all the rest of it. So yeah, I do like staying where I am. That's why I read the books that I read. I consume the content that I consume. Um, and I do as many things as possible to keep me in a state of, of, of a mental, of a positive mental attitude so I can see the things in the opportunity side of things, the glass half full versus glass half 
empty side of things because when you're looking at things glass half empty, it's not it's, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. And you're looking at when you're looking at things from a point of it's everybody else's fault. It's not good. Like you have to really take full control of yourself, and that means full accountability. That means like really looking at it and say, okay, look, you know what? I fucked up here. But then don't be too hard on yourself about it because that's also not good. Acknowledge what it is and say, okay, right, now what am I going to do to move forward? And yes, there are going to be some people who ain't even going to be happy with you, not happy with what you're doing and stuff like that. That stuff becomes noise. If they're not contributing to helping you move forward and find a solution that is not negative, cut it out. Cut them out, cut it out. Because you need to really keep yourself in a positive mental state so that you can do the things that you need to do so that you can move in the directions that you need to move in. I don't know if I've gone into full motivational mode or not right now, but like I said, man, I just felt like I needed to get this off my chest because it was sitting there with me and I think that the full closure is disclosure. I feel like now I've said it. I'm done. I've dealt with it. I'm just happy that I've managed to get this off my chest. I'm happy that I've, I've shared it. Um, and hopefully somebody can hear this and think, rah, you know, um, I can pull out of this myself or I can, you know, I can pull out of this myself. I can go and seek the help that I need to pull out of this. And you know what? Everybody, if you're listening to this and you know some people, check up on them and like see if they're okay. You don't know what someone's going through and they might not ever tell you what they're going through. So you've got to kind of just ask them, say, look, are you okay? Because life, is, life as a whole is challenging. Business is a whole new ball game. Like life is challenging and business is really challenging because you know what? You've got other people's livelihoods. There's a lot of people who are relying on you to make the decisions to, to, to help them do the thing that they need to do. And it's never nice to let anybody down, especially when you've been, you know, you're the person who's actually looking after their live, livelihoods. You pay them to do a job. They're working with you because they believe in you. And then when you feel like you've let them down, it's the shittiest feeling ever. So business is hard. Anybody who's running a business, I understand that, listen, it is really challenging. Don't keep it all to yourself. Like, speak to your friends, speak to your peers. And if, you know what? If you ain't even got nobody else to speak to, call me and speak to me. Because I'm, I'm there for you, man. Like... It's good to have these conversations. Like, they say entrepreneurship is a lonely journey. Fuck me, it's so lonely. But you need to be able to speak to people, talk to them about the challenges. And sometimes, the person that you're speaking to might be able to have a solution to your challenge. Even if you don't want to hear it, they might give you the best possible advice. But most important, speak about it. Because when you speak about things, it helps things and it helps clear the clouds in your mind and stuff like that. So, I hope... This episode wasn't too mad, <laughs> you know, um, and I hope that there's some sort of value in this this episode. And I hope that if you are going through something, you reach out to somebody, you let them know. Um, and if you and if you're not going through something, but you you don't even know if anybody else is, just ask them. Life is challenging. This 2019, I've spoken to quite a few people this year and. Different people from different walks of life have just kind of said, yeah, this year's been a bit mad, you know. So just check up on the people that you know. Check up on your loved ones. Check up on your friends and your family to see that, are you okay? And actually, don't just say, are you okay? Like, are you really, really okay? Like, you know, and just make it, just make it, um, just make it something that you do regularly just to say, like, you're good. 
someone says, yeah, so that you're really, really good, like, and probe a bit more. Don't probe too much, but probe a bit more. And, and, just, and just let them know that, look, if, if you ever need anything, I'm here. Like, it's always good to let people know that, look, I'm here if you need me. Um, and every so often, check up on them. And if you're the type of person who's like me and you don't really talk to people too tough, you don't really say anything, then, you know, try and find it in yourself to actually reach out to at least one person. And if you don't want to talk to people that you know, then reach out to me, let's have a conversation, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for listening and hope you share this with some people. Please leave me your feedback. If you have any other episodes that you'd like me to talk, anything you'd like me to talk about, feel free to send me a DM on any of your favourite social medias. I'm on LinkedIn, Terry Agororo. Um, Twitter, at Terry Agororo. Um, Insta, Terry Agororo. You can send me an email to podcast at terryagororo.com. See you on the next episode. Peace.